Now, Connect FM Sports puts every play under review with Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. It's October, which means there is much to talk about in the sports world. Today's show features hockey, baseball, football, and even a little golf. The Steelers were crushed by a team that finished with the second worst record in the league a season ago. Is Matt Canada the problem? We'll provide our thoughts. The Major League Baseball playoffs are underway and NHL season is set to begin. We'll get you ready for both. I'm Dave Glass. I'm Dave Herzing. And I'm Bob Anderson. Stay tuned as we discuss these topics and more as we go. Under Review, sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscape. On Connect FM, your only local news radio. Welcome back to Under Review. It's uh, unprecedented here tonight, guys. We're talking in the studio and we won't have a guest today. Uh, we have too much to talk about. It's October. We got, uh, you know, the MLB playoffs. We got the start of the NHL season. And of course, we got football to talk about. But let's begin this week with our Facebook poll that we posted earlier this week. Who had the worst weekend? Was it A, America's Ryder Cup team, B, Matt Canada, C, the Bengals, or D, Pitt football? You guys want to guess what one? Um, probably Matt Canada. Yeah, it's got to be Matt Canada. It was Matt Canada by far. Most fans want to see him go, but is he really the problem or is he just a scapegoat? What say ye, Dave? Well, I, look, he is a problem. I don't know if he's the problem, but I mean, he lost me. I've, I've kind of, you know, I haven't really said much about him because I thought they've had personnel issues and other things going on. But when he did it, fourth and one, shotgun, bunch formation, I'm like, even regardless how that play went, I'm like, all right, he's lost me. This is a stupid formation to run on fourth and one. And of course, it got the quarterback hurt on that play, but I'm not putting that on him. But I, I really didn't, that showed a complete lack of confidence in your ability to get one yard of push. Um, and I think the, and I saw some of the, the, the quotes from the offensive line afterwards. And of course, they're not going to come right out and say it. But if you look at their body language and the way they said a few things, I don't think they were very happy with it either. So, yeah, I think he's a major part of the problem, and I think he, it's a, one of the easier things to fix. You know, it's one of those baseball maxims. You don't fire the team, you fire the coach, you know, manager, hitting coach, whatever. So I don't think they'll do it midstream. That's not the Steeler way, but I cannot fathom unless they have some kind of amazing renaissance that he's back next year. Yeah, there's no possible way they could bring him back next year, but you never know. Tomlin never ceases to amaze me. Uh, it has Matt Canada's job description on Wikipedia as worst offensive coordinator <laughs> of all time. So the internet never fails. Uh, it says that he's Matt Canada is an American football coach who somehow is the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's pretty great. Um, you mentioned Dave about, uh, you know, obviously the blame, some of it falls on him, but some of it has to fall on Kenny Pickett as well. And also Tom, which we'll get to in a second, but Kenny Pickett right now is statistically the last quarterback in the NFL in all metrics. Uh, the one where a lot of the pro football focus guys are concerned is his success rate. He is 32.14% in the NFL, which is last behind Zach Wilson, who Oof. everybody wanted out of there yesterday. So um, Kenny Pickett really has a, a real big hole to dig out of this week. They're saying he's coming back in, against the Ravens, but uh, he's not going to be able to do much if, if they continue that type of play calling. 
Well, the defense is, was bad last week, but the trend has been the offense being bad. And that goes back to really since Matt Canada took over as the offensive coordinator. Here's some team statistics for you guys. Uh, points per game, the Steelers are 25th in the league. Yards per game, they're 29th. Yards per play, they're 27th. Rushing yards per game. Remember, we're the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to run the ball. We're going to get big on the offensive line. They're 29th. So, and the other thing that really gets me is they're not ready to play. I mean, look at their offensive uh, first half statistics. They, uh, they just don't come out with any urgency. They don't script their plays well at the beginning of the games. Five possessions in the first half on Sunday. One ended in an interception and four in punts. They gained a total of 63 yards in that half. This is from Alex Kazora. They recorded only four first downs in the first quarter in the first four games this year. And lastly, since 2021, the Steelers have had more first quarter drives and in turnovers, 15 than touchdowns. Those are all terrible stats. Um, and it kind of, it does come back to whether you want to say it's personnel, drafting, um, all of the above. Kenny Pickett. Matt Canada, I don't know the fact they took a running back in the first round that appears to be when I look, I, I, I hate to be this way, but when I look at other running backs around the league, he just doesn't look like they do. He just doesn't. I'm sorry. He doesn't have the same burst. He does every once in a while. He seems to, but his average run just is kind of meh. And this is why I wouldn't take a first rounder with a running, a running back with the first rounder. But I have to talk about Kenny Pickett for a minute. Here's got last year. He didn't start the year as a starter. He got thrown in, thrown to the wolves. He showed a little at the end. He hasn't even got a full season in here, guys. You know, and and now all of a sudden the wolves are out for him. What good is it going to do to throw Mitch Trubisky in and say the Kenny Pickett experience is over? That is that's that's foolishness. I mean, give him this year. If he can't show anything this year, then I think all bets are off in the in the, in the off season. But this is the the epitome of, of like short-term silliness to think that you're going to take your first-round quarterback and throw him away when he hasn't even started 15 games. Well, Dave, I'm actually I'm going to read a couple stat lines here for you. Kenny Pickett's first uh, through 17 games, 62.4 completion percentage, 3,207 yards, 11 TDs, 13 INTs, 6.2 yards per attempt, and a 76.6 passer rating. I'm going to read you another quarterback's first 17 starts. 59.6 per completion percentage, 33,641 yards, 12 TDs, 17 interceptions, 6 yards per attempt, and 71.9 passer rating. You guys have any guess who that is? Ben? No, no. not Ben. Uh-huh. Recent. Uh, Number one Joe pick. Burrow. Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Oh, that's All right, there you go. So, there you go. Dave, I back you up on that. Um. You, you know, they, they wasted, and I shouldn't say wasted, being presumptuous. They they took Pickett in the first round. They have him cheap. See what he can do. And then, you know what? If, at the end of this season, you're going to know a lot about him. And if and if they, unfortunately, the Steelers are in draft mediocrity. They, you know, they end up, they can't get these marquee guys because they never tank. So it, it would be nice to see what he can do. And also, could they just try to throw the ball down the field? They don't throw the ball past 15 or 20 yards. It's insane. Part of that's the offensive line. But yeah. I also think this offense does not look like an NFL offense. No. I mean, you watch you watch these better teams. They just run they better, better schemes. And again, I know that's an indictment of Canada, but I would start there. I mean, honestly, they have a bye coming up. I, I know it's so hard to change offensive coordinators in the middle of a season, but but this isn't working. And you're, and again, I would do that long before I would cha- change out quarterbacks or, 
or even major uh, changes along, you know, even the line or, or, you know, the wideouts. You just don't have that much depth in the NFL. It's not like you've got four deep sitting there like you do in college, you know, where you can run through a whole bunch of them. You're, you're kind of, these are the personnel you have. But, uh, and the other thing I have to say, we've seen this before, there seems to be one of these every single year where a Tomlin team just completely lays an egg and you're like, oh, it's the worst thing in the world. And they almost <laughs> always bounce back the next week. And with it being Baltimore, they always seem to play Baltimore so tough. I'm very interested to see how they bounce back. Well, we'll see what our picks are here in the next segment. But uh, if they win that game next week, they're, what, in first place in the AFC North. Yeah, so. not, I don't want to say all is forgiven, but, you know, it's that's a whole – everybody's going to be singing a different tune if he comes out and throws for 200 yards and two touchdowns and wins 20 to 16 or something. Yeah, I'll tell you, the thing that was really disappointing for me, we mentioned getting back to Tomlin here um, – Tomlin's empty platitudes and coach speak. I'm so sick of him getting up there and basically, you know, it's like performative theater for coaches. He has these sound bites. Um, he says, Oh, you're going to, we're going to make changes. They practiced with pads. That was the change. He said, we're going to practice with pads. That's the type of stuff that high school coaches do. And, you know, I mean, for goodness sake, you're running the Pittsburgh Steelers for God's sake. You have to do something. Well, you, it makes you wonder if, you know, every, every coach has a shelf life. I don't care where they are or how, you know, and the Steelers are more patient about this than anybody. And I, I support that. I've been a Tomlin guy for a long time, but you do wonder if it, it might be time for a change. And it's not just him. Look at Belichick. They got embarrassed mm -hmm. yes. this week. You don't see Belichick defenses get embarrassed like that. And I, look, Belichick's a Hall of Fame coach, but maybe maybe it's, it's starting to pass him by. I mean, they hoard draft picks like nobody else, and he hasn't had that really strong draft. No. That offense is – you think our offense is bad. New England's might be worse. Yeah, it's pretty bad. You have to adapt with the times. Yeah. And, and the Steelers just – they don't seem to do that. We're going to play it the Steeler way, you know, and, and maybe the Steeler way has passed them by. So, um, hey, a couple other things, guys, real quick. We don't have much time left, but I voted for the U.S. Ryder Cup team. I thought that was the biggest disappointment of the weekend. And and not just that they lost. It was how they lost. I mean, they came out totally flat. Maybe Matt Canada was calling the plays there on Friday at the Ryder Cup. Uh, they were swept 4-0 in the opening session. And then Scotty Scheffler and Brooks Kepka got crushed 9-7 uh, by their opponents, it was the most lopsided defeat in the 44-year history of the Ryder Cup. So to me, it was a lack of preparation, maybe a lack of urgency. A lot of those guys didn't even play really in the five weeks leading up yeah. to the Ryder Cup. Yeah, but they're pros. I, I don't, I don't really buy that excuse. But here's my thing: if you look at the last decade, you know these used to be really close. Every year was really close, and sometimes we'd lose on home, and sometimes we went over there. That never happens. Whoever the home team is, they've crushed for the last decade. It has not been close on either end. So. I read a great article in Golf Digest that says, well, you know, wor the worst thing about this is it's become predictable. If it's here, we're going to win probably big. If it's there, we're going to lose probably big. There's no drama anymore. That that Ryder, You're right. That Ryder Cup was essentially over Friday. Um, it was just, a, can they, you know, make something respectable out of this? I didn't watch a single minute of it. I saw that 4-0 <laughs> in the morning, you know, when I was at work. I'm like, eh, I got better things to do. That's bad for golf. That needs to be close in order to draw people in. So, oh, yeah, the ratings were down for this, well, for yeah, sure. I mean, I'm a pretty big golf fan, and I didn't, like I say, it, it, I, you know, and they're competing with football and baseball's coming down the stretch yeah, and, and all it, this other stuff. It's on and, in the middle of the night, well, too. Well, yeah, that's the yeah. other thing about the, you know, what's in Europe. But even even if it was here, if I heard they were down 4 nothing, I'd have been like, oh, come on, this is not going to happen. So, yeah, it, 
I think that that may, that's the, the national story, but obviously for, for our listeners, I, I think they're like Ryder Cup. Oh, we want to talk about Matt Canada. So, right. Absolutely. Um, and I have to throw in something because there are a fair number of Pitt fans around. Boy, did they have a bad weekend. And, I, you know, if you think we and, Pitt and Steeler fans are down on Matt Canada, Narduzzi, if he, if he quit tomorrow, I think every Pitt fan that I know would be like, eh, okay, that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> Well, they changed the starting quarterback, which is good for them. But uh, Narduzzi, seeing Pitt lose does my heart good. Well, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, some of my golf friends uh, were messaging me about the Ryder Cup early in the morning. And uh, they're like, don't even get up to watch it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a lot, it's it's just not good for golf. Golf can't attract viewers anyways. And this is one of their premier events. Maybe, maybe it's just like changing with the times, you know, you look at, what the NFL does, what the NBA does and rules changes, maybe mix the formats up, maybe do something a little different to, to change the style. I read about that. We got, we got to finish this, but that is a great idea. All right. When we return, we'll take you through the week five slate in the NFL and make our picks. Stay with us as we continue under review sponsored by Smith lawn and landscaping. Smith Timbering and Consultants are experts at tree management and are looking for an energetic, reliable individual to join their team. They currently have an excellent opportunity for a full-time forestry technician to buy, mark, and cruise standing timber. They offer competitive pay with bonus incentives, health incentives, health insurance, and company vehicle. Associate's degree or higher in forestry required. Please email your resume or questions to Wes at smithtimbering.com. That's Wes at smithtimbering.com. It's Brian Kilmeade. Hi, everyone. Brian Kilmeade here. Coming up on the next edition of the Brian Kilmeade Show, we'll have the biggest newsmakers, newsbreakers, and take a deep dive into news you care about. Whether it's breaking news, entertainment, politics, or sports, even pop culture, I'll bring you the latest developments with expert analysis from the big names you know and love. Plus, you never know who may stop by. That's all coming up on the next edition of the Brian Kilmeade Show. Brian Kilmeade, weekday mornings at 9, 99.7 and 96.7. Connect FM. Here we go again, the same old story. You order the part online, it's wrong when it arrives, the car's torn apart, and then the fun begins. Trying to send it back, in the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment, the kids need to, well, you know the rest of the story, and you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer's standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Climber. Now, let's go back to Under Review on Connect FM. Here again, Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. Welcome back to Under Review. It's week five already, guys, and it's time to make our weekly predictions. Four teams are on by this week, by the way, the Browns, Chargers, Seahawks, and Buccaneers. But first, how about an update on the standings, Dave? Update, update on the standings. And Bob pulled away a little bit this week thanks to Chicago's epic collapse, D. We had him right where we wanted him. <laughs> That's right. I was th- I, at halftime or in the third quarter, I'm like, oh, look at that. We're so smart, Chicago. And then my, my son, Darren, who's a big Broncos fan, I didn't even look at it. And afterwards, he sent me a text about something like, they ride on. And I'm like, I looked at the score. Yes. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. And so, Bob, he went 13-3. and three. 
We I went eleven and five. D went ten and six. So overall, Bob's up by three on me. He's forty three and twenty one. I'm forty and twenty four. D, you're thirty nine and twenty five. You both are still alive in Survivor, um, and we roll on. So all right, well let's get into it. It's uh, Chicago and Washington on the Thursday night game. Boy, that sounds like a good one to stay oh, up for, doesn't it? Dave, what do you got in this one? Well, I don't know how anybody could take Chicago after watching that. They're they're going to be pretty demoralized and. You know, Washington, you know, they put up a lot of points on, on the Eagles. I mean, that, that's a pretty decent team. So um, I think, again, I always, my always caveat, these Thursday games can be a little wacky, but I'm taking Washington. Yeah, I'm taking Washington as well. They're favored by six and a half. Um, so, yeah, and Sam Howell, actually, I think he's going to do a lot better this game. The Bears, are, again, that was an dis- oh, unmitigated disaster. So bad. That. What, could you imagine being a Bears fan? I know a couple, and they're just oh, like, my. they are despondent. Oh, I mean, and did you see that um, Claypool was a healthy scratch? Yeah, yes. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. fantastic. What a oh. trade. <laughs> All right, so the Bears are looking for their first win. The good news for them is that Fields looked good last week. Um, you know, he threw for 335 yards and uh, ran – really well but uh washington looked good so i'm going with them here's a question real quick should have ron rivera gone for two when they tied it up at the end of regulation against the or when they had a chance to win the game in regulation i i would almost always say yes on that i I think overtime is just as much of a coin flip as the two-point conversion so why not just give me your best the wear and i'm a thing especially this early in the year Overtime's a wear and tear thing. You've got a Thursday, the Thursday game yeah. thing. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Yeah, yeah I actually, exactly. I, I would go for the win at all times. So why not? Especially when you're the underdog. Of course. All right, Jacksonville 2-2 two and two, at Buffalo 3-1 and one in London D. I love how they say at Buffalo. This is the best one they say. Yeah. Uh, the Jags have been over there eating fish and chips, uh, but they're, <laughs> they they're going to have no answer for Buffalo. Buffalo just looked amazing against Miami. Um, they had that. First game against the Jets, which I don't know what team was on the field that day, um, but I think Buffalo wins. I mean, no, I think they're, they're what is, favored by five and a half. I think they're going to beat them by two scores. Yeah, Jacksonville just hasn't looked like I thought they would coming into this season. Yeah, they won last week, but they only played Atlanta. Uh, Buffalo is really coming into their own. Josh Allen looks like Josh Allen again, and their defense looks good. Von Miller's coming back. So definitely taking Buffalo in this one. I'm also taking Buffalo, but two things to, to note. Number one, Jacksonville's really used to this London thing. They do this all True. the time. Buffalo's a little less. Number two, when I printed my sheet out, it was six and a half. You're saying it's down to five and a half? Five and a half. That's an interesting move. Mm. So, again, I'm on Buffalo, but Jacksonville, you know, they're not bad. I, I would always take Buffalo, but six and a half, I might take Jacksonville with the points if yeah. we were doing it that way. Yeah. Well, the next game is two two and two teams, Houston at Atlanta, and this feels like two teams going in opposite directions right now. But I'm going to take Atlanta. They're the home team in this one, and I don't think Houston's as good as they looked last week. I think C.J. Stroud's the real deal, but they're going to come back to earth in this one. Uh, give me Atlanta. I, I said the same thing. I just can't foul. As beat up as Houston was, that that to me was more about Pittsburgh playing just as bad as they could possibly play you know Houston I think hadn't won a home game in over a year if I read that right so I, I, they, they this is a show me game if Houston's actually any good they'll show me this time but and but I don't think Atlanta's any good either so this is one of those where anything could happen yeah I'm actually taking Houston I think they're going to be riding high um Ritter is terrible I think Stroud granted 
they were playing the Steelers, but the Steelers are supposed to have this all-world D, and Stroud looked fantastic. So the eyeball test, just if, if you're just basing it on that, I get me Houston. And I like what D'Amico Ryan's doing down there. Uh, so we got Carolina 0-4 at Detroit 3-1, Dave. Uh, Detroit. I, I, I don't really know what to say about Carolina. They're not very good at all. I, I, I'm really high in Detroit, have been all year. Um, this, this is the kind of game that good teams take care of business here. Yeah. The, I mean, this is my lock. Uh, the, the, uh, Lions are favored by 10. Bryce Young's looked awful. Uh, and Detroit's rested as well, coming off that Thursday night beatdown uh, of Green Bay. So yeah, this is my lock. Well, it's my lock too. I'm going with Detroit as well. Detroit looks like they're in that tier two in, in the NFL. Like they could make a boost into tier one and they get Jamison, uh, Williams back this week too. Um, poor Bryce Young. He's under constant attack. The only thing with Detroit is I don't fully trust them yet, and I'm a little leery just because of that. That's, that's just their 50-year history. you got to look at just yes, this is. roster. Right. you yes. got to look at the now. You're right. All right, Tennessee at Indianapolis. Both teams are 2-2, two and two, D. Everyone in the division is 2-2 two and two also. Which yes, is kind you're of right. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, uh, give me the Titans uh, just because of Derrick Henry. That's it. it. I mean, this game's kind of like a push game. I don't see either one of these teams as being any any real dominance or dominant team at all. So I'll take Tennessee just because of Derrick Henry. Yeah. Now Jonathan Taylor is eligible to come back, I believe, this week. But oh, is he? I, I didn't yeah, know that. I believe so. Yeah, he's had four weeks in, on the pop. But uh, you know, with that contract dispute, I don't think we'll see him. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Colts. They came down back from 17 nothing uh, down in the first half to force overtime. I don't know what to make of this Titans team. I mean, they looked like world beaters last week against Cincinnati, but uh, other weeks they just look like they don't belong. So I'm going to go with Indy. I, I took Tennessee mainly because they look so strong against Cincy, who I still think is, you know, much better than they've played so far. Um, this could be a game. Look, if, if things go to form, Indianapolis will win this game, but ten, Tennessee has the better roster. So let's see. All right, we got the Giants at the Dolphins. Giants one and three, the Dolphins three and one. The Dolphins came back to earth last week against the Bills, but they still generated 393 yards of offense in that game. Uh, the thing was the Bills were able to limit the big plays. Uh, and, of course, the Giants, they just plain stink. By the way, the teams coming off a 50-plus victory are now 7-6 and six in their next game since 1970. This, this game will humble you. That's yeah, all you can say. That's the NFL for you. But, yeah, Miami. Yeah, yeah. I'm out of the elimination, but this would have been my – I'm going to do this the rest of the year. This would have been my lock. I, I sent you guys the stat. The Giants have led for 19 seconds this entire season. So until they show me that they're an actual NFL team, I'm going to choose to treat them as if they're not. Miami's put up 70. I'm not sure the Giants have 70 all season. I haven't. I didn't look, but uh, Miami should should romp in this. Yeah, no question. Did you guys watch any of that Giants Seahawks game? Enough to know they're I bad. Mean, holy cow! The Giants' offensive line is. It's as bad as Pittsburgh's, probably worse. You know, people talk about Daniel Jones being, you know, the, the, the Giants overpaid for him. He can't do anything back there. He has absolutely no time. So, yeah, Miami's going to roll in this one. All right, we got New Orleans, 2-2. Two and two, At New England, 1-3. and three. I can't remember whose turn I it is. I think it's mine. Okay. And after I said all that stuff about Belichick, um, I, I respect the man enough to think that this is like he's got one more surprise in him. I don't think he's that team's any good, but at home I think he's gonna you know 
pull out every trick in the book against a dome team. The weather's probably going to be kind of iffy up there. I'm going to take New England and kind of hold my nose while I do it. Yeah, I've taken the Patriots as well, and I think Derek Carr's hurt. So that that, that changes. Yeah, I think too. that's I think that's why. I mean, it's new and Belichick against teams like that. These close games, Bel- I'm going to take Belichick any day of the week. Yeah, I'll take New England too. Their defense is good. Uh, both of these offenses stink right now. New England's averaging 13.8 points per game. Oh. New Orleans is at 15.5. Ooh. Uh, yeah. And by the way, that 35 point loss last week was Bill Belichick's biggest margin of loss in his 29 year coaching career. Uh, we got Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Here's the big one. D what do you got? Stairway, baby. I'm taking, <laughs> I'm, 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 listen, I was optimistic about the Steelers at the start of the season. I'm far less optimistic now, but Dave really had a great point. The Steelers always have a stinker game. They couldn't have possibly played any worse than they did against Houston. Uh, This is a rivalry game. The spread on this, the Ravens are favored by four, which is unusual because these games are usually a push or a a point. Um, Maybe the wise guys know something we don't, uh, but I'll tell you what, I'm I'm still riding with the Steelers. You know, maybe one of these emotional games gets them back on track. Well, we know how Mike Tomlin works, right? When their backs are against the wall, he's going to pull out a victory that he shouldn't. And I'm picking Pittsburgh, too, just because of that. Even though in the long term, they might be better off to lose this one because they got the bye coming up, and maybe that means Matt Canada goes. I can't. I cannot take Pittsburgh after what I saw last week. They're beat up. Um, they didn't look good. I, it's still early enough to where Lamar Jackson's still effective. I think is the season, every year it seems like the, it, when you, it's better to play them late. He gets beat up. Maybe he can't play. Baltimore kind of peters out a little bit. It's week five. He's still Superman. I don't think they have anything for him. And the other thing I'm going to say, and we didn't hit this earlier, if you notice, every team picks on Levi Wallace. As long as that guy is a starting corner, I think they've got major problems. Play Joey Porter. Yeah, they got to put Joey Porter in there. Alex Kazora, if, if, he's fantastic. Anybody who's never listened to this show, l- listen to last week and follow him. He's been saying, he's screaming from the mountaintops to put Porter in there. So it, it's time to put him in. I mean, they, they drafted him. Let him play. Absolutely. All right, we got Philadelphia 4-0 at the L.A. Rams 2-2. So I was really, really tempted to go with the Rams in this one. The Eagles are going cross-country. They haven't looked that good. They're due for a loss. But since I'm leading you guys, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make you catch me and inst- instead of me giving them back. Well, I understand. I, I couldn't. I thought this was a little bit of a, an interesting line that, you know, Philly's favored by more or less the same as Baltimore, both on the road. But uh, yeah, Philly, again, the Rams, they're kind of just a mediocre team. Philly is, is really good until they show me they're not. They, you know, I know they've struggled a little bit, but they've been pulling these games out. So yeah, I took, I took Philly. Yeah, I'm taking Philly only because they haven't played their best game. And and if I think they're going to be one of these teams that just gets better as the season goes on. They got some things, some injuries. They need to figure some things out, and they're still winning football games. So that's the mark of a really good team. Well, I'm really curious to hear who you guys have in the next one. Cincinnati at Arizona. Both teams are one and three. Dave, is it me? Yep. I'm. I'm on Cincinnati. Sooner or later, they're going to snap out of this. That roster's too good. You know, when we talked to the analyst from Cincinnati, you know, he made a big deal about how this is the year. You know. Um, his 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 salary goes way way up next year, and that's going to really cause them problems. And if, if they don't win this one, I they are in serious serious trouble. So I think they're going to throw the kitchen sink at it. Yeah, Bengals favored by three. I'm actually picking the Bengals only because it's 
if they're one and three, if they go one and four, the season's basically over, especially in the AFC North, uh, where everything's going to be tight. So yeah, it, they, I, I'm picking the Bengals. Well, I went with Arizona in this Ooh. one. Burrow looks like a We're shadow of himself, <laughs> and he looks like he needs some time off. Quite frankly, the Bengals have only scored three points in two of their four games so far this year. This so. might be a tactical error, Bob. This it, is- it probably <laughs> is. And I, you know, going last, I could have changed my pick, but I got to go with what, I, with what I have here. So we got the Jets at Denver. Both teams are one and three, D. Do I have to pick this game? Uh, no. Yuck. Uh, yuck. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to take the Jets. Uh, I, Zach Wilson, uh, I mean, he's riding high denver's just awful they they should not have won that game against the bears they they got outplayed so yeah i'm taking the jets well zach wilson actually had his best game maybe of his career last week against the chiefs yeah um and the broncos defense is just terrible i'm going with the jets all right well chance to make one up here mile high i'm going with denver okay because I mean that that home field is real advantage is real for them and um they did look that whether you say they deserved win or not they did win i think they're if they had lost they he might he might have lost that team yep. but now i think they're, they've got a little bit of a rally effect and look guys it's not like the jets their defense is good i'm not going to say that but it, it, wilson's another one's gonna have to show me that that wasn't just his peak that he you know can he do that again we'll see well, we got Kansas City at Minnesota. Kansas City three and one. Minnesota one and three. Mahomes he threw his 200 touchdown last week. He's the fastest quarterback to accomplish that feat. Only 84 games. Only two others have done it in um, fewer than 100 games. You guys want to guess who they were, real quick? Oh boy, um, you got to go way back for one. Not way back, but. 30 years and the other one's still. Marino Marino's one. And then your favorite player in the NFL right now, that's out for the season. Oh, well. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, not my favorite. You guys' favorite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyhow, I was going to say Peyton Manning. Yeah. I was said Manning was actually my guest. Too. All right. Well, anyhow, I'm going with Kansas city here. The Vikings are just mistake prone and, I, I just can't bet against Kansas City. What what line? This is I told you guys this was the screwiest line. I told you I'd seen the screwiest line. This was it. What what did you see? Four and a half. I had it at five and a half. Yeah. It, but either way, either way, this is Kansas City three and one. Minnesota's finding every reason, every way to lose possible. I know they're on the road, but you're gonna make Kansas City a four or five point dog in this yeah, game. Yeah, that's a very strange. That's just bizarre. Kansas City's a dog. Yes. Holy mackerel! Well, that's a crazy. You guys line. talk. I'm going to place my bet. Yeah. Right no. Now. Seriously, I, I I looked at that and I immediately texted you guys and said I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you the strangest line I think I've ever seen, or at least in the last five years or so. Uh, I'm taking Kansas City, Minnesota. Yeah, he Cousins has been fantastic, but their defense is horrible. Yeah, there. That's that's one of those teams too. You just. Kirk Cousins has actually been great. He's As been you fantastic. said, he's been fan- – honestly, he needs to get out of there Yeah, because he's not that bad of a quarterback. Um, but, yeah, there's no way. It's hard to bet against the Chiefs. I mean, everybody throws everything at him. Now, granted, if you watch that game against the Jets, boy, did they got a lot of help from the officials. I mean, there were there were some blatant holding call – I mean, just terrible stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's hard to bet against Kansas City. Well, this is a great game. Dallas at San Francisco, the Sunday night game, Dave. Oh, it's per- this is a perfect matchup, I think, for the for the league and for NBC. And you know, Dallas is better than I thought, but frankly, San Francisco has looked so far like the best team. And I, I when we talked, and I said, right now, I think they might be the best team. Period in the league. Here's their chance to prove it. I'm going with the home team. 
Yeah, I'm picking the 49ers. Uh, I don't see McCaffrey r- running wild against that Dallas defense, so they're going to have to find other ways to win. He's not going to score four touchdowns. I, if he does, I'll be shocked. Um, but yeah, San Francisco, just they look like a different football team than anyone in the NFC and especially the AFC. If if, they, if the Super Bowl were to be played right now, San Francisco, I would say, would be a six-and-a-half-point favorite over the Chiefs. And I got the Niners, too. They've scored 30-plus points every week so far. Green Bay at Las Vegas, Monday Night Football. D, wrap it up for us. I'm going to take the home team. I'm going to take the Raiders only because they're at home. These are This is a crap game. Um, but, yeah, the Raiders are due. I'm going to go with Green Bay. By the way, this is Devontae Adams' um, game against his old team. Uh, will Garoppolo play? Does it matter? Uh, Green Bay has a good front seven, so I'm going with I'm going with them. I, again, they, these are two very mediocre teams, but I'm going to take Green Bay as well. I mean, Vegas showed me that they're not very good at all in that Pittsburgh game. So, yeah. All right. When we return, we'll take you through the week. Well, we're not taking you through the week three. We're going to go to Penguins hockey here when we come back. The season starts next week. We'll get you ready for that. Stay with us on Under Review, sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping. Is your business a Dubois Chamber member? If not, you're missing Business Connections Luncheons, a great way to network and learn more about our community. It's Chamber Month. Join for next year and get three months free. Details at DACC at DuboisPAChamber.com. At Priority Media, we realize family comes first. We get it. Kids' ball games, doctor's appointments, taking the car in for repairs, and a bunch of other things that have to get done. Sometimes a full-time job just doesn't fit with everything else going on. Uh, maybe you're a mom who left the workforce to raise a family, and now that the kids are in school, you want to get back in the game. Maybe you're in real estate and looking to pick up some extra cash somewhere else. Or maybe you're a former teacher who wants to work, just not full-time. Well, consider joining us part-time in the Priority Sales and Marketing Department. Say, about 20 hours a week. You might not get rich working part-time, but you can earn some very good money working flexible hours in a fun environment. And you'll still have time to take care of all life's requirements that can get in the way of a full-time job. We have big goals at Priority Media, and we need some help to achieve them. Want to find out more? Details on our website, priorityMedia.net backslash careers. Priority Media is an equal opportunity employer. Is your business a Dubois Chamber member? If not, you're missing midday mixers and after hours, fun networking events with other local business people. It's Chamber Month. Join for next year and get three months free. Details at DACC at DuboisPAChamber.com. Keeping your eye on the ball is the key to playing sports well. Let Wise Eyes coach you into sturdy shatter and contact-resistant eyewear. Whether your child plays sports, you love extreme sports, or you work in hazardous construction zones, you need sharp vision while protecting your eyes. Dr. Lineski is a leader in clinical eye care and takes the time to explain your eye test results. Proud to support local sports programs, Wise Eyes has served our community for over 20 years. Come and strive to boys and at mywiseeyes.com. It is time for this week's local youth sports beat on Connect FM, sponsored by Wise Eyes at the Dubois Commons and Dr. Greg Lineski. Checking the scoreboard of week number six high school football in District 9 last weekend, Brockway in a big way rolled over Smithport 47 to nothing. Meanwhile, a close nip and tuck affair had Punxsutawney beating Dubois at the Beavers' homecoming 25 to 24. 
Brookville took care of St. Mary's 49-13. Clearfield rolled over Penns Valley 35-7. West Branch took care of Kerwinsville 43-14. Keystone was a 35-20 winner over the Elkers of Ridgeway. And Cowdersport shut out Elk County Catholic 43-0. The week number seven schedule for District 9 high school football looks like this. Coming up on Friday, the 4-2 and two Brockway Rovers will play at Keystone. The Panthers are 2-4. and four. That game will come your way on affiliate station Sunny 106. St. Mary's is 3-3. Three and three. They will be playing at Dubois. The Beavers are 2-4 and four this season. Brookville takes their 4-2 and two record to Bradford to face the 3-3 three and three Owls. It will be 3 and 3 Carn City. The Gremlins playing the Chucks at Punxsutawney. Punxsutawney with a record of 4 and 2 this season. Bald Eagle area has a perfect 6 and 0 mark. They will face the Clearfield Bison coming in with a 5 and 1 record this Friday. Kerwinsville is 1 and 5. They will play at Moshannon Valley with a record of 3 and 3. The Hubbers of Smithport will be at Ridgeway. Smithport with a 1 and 5 record. Uh, Ditto Ridgeway and Bucktail with a 4 and 2 mark will face the one in five crusaders of elk county catholic that game will be in saint mary's now checking the district nine high school boys soccer scoreboard and matches on monday dubois was a two nothing winner over elk county catholic saint mary's downed clearfield seven to one it was center county christian with a 10 to 2 win over dubois christian schools And in Tuesday's soccer matches, Red Bank Valley beat Brockway 5-1. Dubois shut out Brookville 4-0. The Elk County Catholic Ridgeway match was postponed. In girls soccer on Monday, Dubois a 4-2 winner over Elk County Catholic. Dubois Christian Schools defeated Center County Christian 2-0. The Carn City-Brookville girls soccer match was postponed until October the 12th. And in soccer matches on Tuesday for the girls, Clearfield a 2-0 winner over Tyrone, while Brockway got past Red Bank Valley 1-0. Now to the volleyball scoreboard for District 9 girls. Brockway defeated Forest Area 3-0 on Monday. Dubois took Ridgeway in straight sets. Dubois Central Catholic with a straight sets win over Kerwinsville. And Clearfield beat Phillipsburg Olseola 3-0. And then in volleyball action on Tuesday, it was Dubois Central Catholic over Brookville 3-0. Elk County Catholic downed Brockway 3-0. Dubois took St. Mary's in straight sets. Punxsutawney with a straight sets win over Bradford. Johnsonburg took Ridgeway in straight sets, and it was a 3-0 win for Penns Valley over Clearfield. And congratulations to Punxsutawney's Emily McMahon. She won the District 9 Class 2A Girls Individual Tennis title on Tuesday. McMahon upended St. Mary's Rowan Lyon. 6-1 and 6-2 to claim the D9 title at Dubois High School. And McMahon's run for the title began Monday with a 10-0 quarterfinal win over Clearfield's Maddie Johnson. McMahon then had a 6-1 and 6-2 win over St. Mary's Maddie Whitman. So McMahon now moves on to the PIAA championships that will be played November 3rd in Hershey. And that's this week's local youth sports beat on Connect FM. Sponsored by Dr. Greg Lineski and Wise Eyes at the Dubois Commons. What's your call? 
This is Under Review on Connect FM. You can call Bob, Dave, and Dave at 814-372-1420. Join the chat on their Facebook page by searching Under Review Sports. Welcome back to Under Review. Hard to believe it, guys, but the puck is ready to drop on a new season Tuesday night. The Penguins will host Connor Bedard and the Blackhawks. Of course, their longest streak uh, of playoff burst, 16 years, came to an end last year. And I'm telling you, I think it was a good thing for the team long term. They were able to get rid of Ron Hextall. They got Cal Dubas in here, and he really cleaned house. So for me, I'm excited about this. Um, with the moves that were made this offseason, guys, are the Penguins a playoff team? And, and where do you see their point to- total being at the end of the season? Well, I think they're they're a bubble team. I, I have to tell you, I, I follow uh, Don LeCision on the uh, Athletic, and he has a model that that he kind of projects all kinds of stuff. and And they're really high on Pittsburgh this year, and it's partly because of Carlson, but it's more because he completely rebuilt the bottom six. And we haven't really talked about that enough. The bottom six was a complete and utter hole last year. It was terrible. And so, if if you can count on the top six to stay healthy, which I think is a big if. Then the bottom six, at the very least, they're they're really strong defensively. They'll go out there, they'll do their shift, and then they'll turn it back over to the big guys. That's a huge difference. And if if Jari is healthy, and but the one other thing, I don't watch too much preseason, but I always look for injuries. And everything I'm seeing and reading says he looks strong. You know, he looks healthy. He looks confident. A healthy, confident Jari is a good uh, goalie. That might be enough. So. Even though I was down on that trade, I, there's no question it improved them, and I think they have a real chance. Yeah, I mean, and look, he's going to be playing behind Carlson, which Carlson's going to help them defensively to some degree, but more importantly on the power play. Uh, if, if that power play can get back to where it, it should be, they're going to be in. I think honestly, they're going to be a team that can contend for a Stanley Cup. Uh, the bottom six is going to be much stronger. To your point, Bob, I love the fact that they didn't make the playoffs simply because it it shook the trees. Getting rid of Hextall was great. Dubas has been aggressive. Um, they're actually plus twenty eight hundred to win the cup, which is good. Uh, last year, um, another team that was plus twenty eight hundred to win the cup, Vegas, hmm. and they won the cup. Well, so the go. odds, the odds right now are they're not that long. Um, they're predict the hockey writers have predicted them as thirteenth overall in the NHL, to, and they're kind of a fringe team. I don't. I think they're going to be better than that, and it all hinges, I think, on Jari. I said that last year he wasn't healthy. If Jari's healthy, the Penguins, will, I think, will contend for a cup. Yeah, I see them as a playoff team this year. I mean, they only missed the playoffs by a point yeah. last year, and they had a flawed roster. Yeah. And if nothing else, Dubis. He, it was addition by subtraction. Look at some of the players he got rid of. I mean, Petrie was a shell of himself. They got rid of Michael Granlin. You know, Casey DeSmith wasn't all that great. Jan Ruda, Brian Dumoulin, he was well past his prime. So I see them finishing in the upper 90s and making the playoffs. Finish this statement, guys. I'm most concerned about... Age. It's definitely age. I've been saying that for, you know, and I kind of gave D the side eye here when he talks about them being a cup contender. I'll be satisfied if they win two rounds. If they win one round, okay, that's good. They haven't, they haven't even done that since 2018, guys. So let, let's crawl before we walk here. But, you know, it would be pretty much unprecedented for a team this old to win a cup. To, to win a couple rounds is a kind of a last hurrah, maybe. Um, I know we'll get excited if they win a couple rounds, and, you know, you can always dream. 
And it also depends on what happens in the rest of the bracket. When they won the back-to-back in 17, I will always believe it's because they got all kinds of breaks with upsets. They got That Ottawa team was no good at all. And then they faced a number eight seed for the cup final. I mean, yeah, you take the breaks, flags fly forever, that's great. But if they were facing a whole bunch of number one, number two seeds, it wouldn't have happened. The same thing's true this year. They're going to have to get some real breaks. Um, yeah, I actually, the, the thing I'm concerned about is if, if uh, Sullivan makes the, the adjustments he needs to make. That's my biggest that's concern. That's a good one. I, you know, he's hard-headed, and that's a good thing, but he didn't make a lot of great adjustments last year, and I'm hoping now with the revised roster and a lot of new additions that I think are some really strong additions, I think you know he needs to play to his strengths. I'm going with injuries. That kind of goes along with what you said, Dave. I mean, the injury bug does tend to find this team, and being older, they're the oldest team average age in the NHL. Uh, they have an aging core. Crosby's 36, Malkin's 37, Latang's 36, Carlson's 33. They don't have a single player under 25 years old. They're the only team in the, the league. Actually, every team has at least three. So uh, And can Jari stay healthy? So injuries for me. And then Jake Gensel's already hurt, so we'll see when he comes Hopefully back. Hopefully he comes back. But those four you mentioned, obviously they're the, you know, the three core that have been there forever plus Carlson. If any one of them gets hurt and misses serious time, they don't have the depth to deal with it. I mean, this is a very, very top-heavy team in terms of skill talent. Besides Eric Carlson, I'm most excited to watch. Oh, well, I'm always excited to watch Crosby. I am. Uh, you know, th- th- what? even though we've talked about his age and even though I'm a little bit down on their prospects, we are so spoiled here. I mean, you know, they went up to Nova Scotia. I don't know if you've watched any of the coverage of that. I mean, th- he is revered up there be- above and beyond anything you can imagine would happen here. You know, he's he's a better person than he is a player, and you don't see that very often. Um, you know, two-way player, works hard. It, it, everybody loves him. I can't – when have you heard, ever heard a player who played with him who said, oh, that Crosby, I don't – you know, they all are like, wow, this guy's the real deal. So I want to enjoy this. Whatever happens with the team, I want to enjoy this Crosby experience as long as it goes. I'm actually excited to see Gensel come back. That's kind of the guy. He's so much fun to watch. He, the guy makes such smart hockey plays. He's always where he needs to be. So I'm, I'm looking forward to watching him. And also, I think a, a real understated signing was Graves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think Graves will help them out a lot. That was a really good signing. Mine is the power play, and you, you brought it up earlier, D. It should be potent with this lineup that they have. I don't know if it will be. Will Mike Sullivan make those adjustments? I but would get Latang off the top line. So they're far, not going that's been to. A I know. I guess they're not going to at least to start. But when Gensel comes back, maybe that bumps Latang out. But they were 14th in the league last year, which actually is better than I thought. But um, I think they should be at minimum top 10 and maybe top five power play in the league. Well, they're got, if they're going to be a, two, a truly elite team, as D thinks they can be, they've got to be a top five power play. They've yes. got to really eat on that power play. Yeah, they're going to live and die by that. And if you look at the talent that they have on that power play, there's no reason why they shouldn't get back to form on that. All right, and last one, and we already know D's take on this, but the best case scenario for this team is? Oh, I'm going to say they win. They, they get 100 points or more. Um, everybody stays pretty healthy. Uh, they win two rounds, and uh, we get one last uh, taste of that playoff uh, excitement that we've used to have. I'd, of all the sports playoffs, uh, the NFL, MLB, the NBA, the most wildly unpredictable every single year is the Stanley Cup playoffs. To Dave's point, hey, 
They had they did have some breaks during that cup run. They may be able to get some breaks again this year, you know, and you never know who they're going to bring in, you know, towards the end of the season. You know, they could add somebody that could be that missing piece, you know, like a Billy Garen or someone like that. You never know. So why not? Hey, be optimistic. I was, although I was optimistic for the Steelers and look how far that's gotten me this yeah. far. So, but yeah, Hey, I look for them to maybe contend. It'd be exciting. And I said the same thing. Why not another Stanley cup? I know you're going to look at me strange too, Dave, but you know what? You get in the playoffs, look at the Panthers last year. Right, Nobody they, yeah, had, they, had no them beating the them. Bruins or, you know, even they getting, barely got in. Yeah. Did, exactly. did they win the cup? They, they did not, but they got to the but final. They got there. Yep. And that's, Hey, sometimes it comes down to matchups in the playoffs. So Would they, you be happy if they made the cup final and lost oh are oh, you kidding yeah i'll take okay. that right now well, then, sign me up okay that's fine uh, i i will say and i said this before yeah this team has a lot more upside than they did last year they have a lot more downside too there's a there's a high collapse risk here i mean just so we're all you know clear on what could happen well that's what makes it fun yeah all right so when we uh come back we're going to talk a little mlb playoffs stay with us on under review sponsored by smith lawn and landscaping Hi, I'm Dave Kias, host of Barbecue Radio Nation, along with my co-host, barbecue expert Dan Hathaway. Every week we will be giving you the best tips on how you can grill and smoke your favorite meats, vegetables, and even desserts. Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned expert, our show is designed to help you become a better backyard barbecuer. So be sure and tune in every Saturday morning right here on Connect FM 99.7 and 96.7 and online at connectradio.fm. Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on Connect FM. Here's your Connect FM Tri-County forecast. Lows dip down to about 57. Tonight, under partly cloudy skies, winds out of the southeast 5 to 10 miles per hour. A blend of clouds and sun again tomorrow. Highs level off around 77. Chance for scattered rain showers tomorrow night. Lows level off around 59. Overcast skies. That's your Tri-County forecast throughout the hour, throughout your busy day on Connect FM. Currently, it's 79. What's your call? This is Under Review on Connect FM. You can call Bob, Dave, and Dave at 814-372-1420. Join the chat on their Facebook page by searching Under Review Sports. And welcome back. The Major Smith League Timbering Baseball playoffs started yesterday with eight tree teams in action and, and the best of three wild card round. And I got to tell you guys, I love they that best of three wild card. I mean, that's for every game counts, and it does Mark give you a little room for error. But in the they AL, the Texas Rangers defeated the Tampa Bay Rays. The Twins ended their 18 game postseason losing with a win over the Blue Jays. In the NL, the Diamondbacks upset the Brewers, and the Phillies defeated the Marlins. Timbering. One score from today, but we're Here not we allowed to say because Dave Same hasn't caught story. up to it yet. So um, I'm sure you've been keeping tabs on uh, yesterday's the action. There, Dave. What were your thoughts about the games last meantime, night, the wild card round going forward, the kids and I guess the playoffs well, you know going the rest forward? Of the story. And you think well, you save money? And Napa will get it right the first time. Napa know how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer standards. Napa better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts. That's never happened. I know we have 
Brookville and but, Clymer. You know, if, if you're you look tired at, of the fake news and tired metrics, of all the left-wing well BS and agendas out and, uh, there, so if you want to do your right part that, that, to clean out the swamps I, and hit I, the lefties again, where it hurts their pocketbook, we all know the president and his cronies hired thousands more IRS employees and agents. Now that's not very American. There's a way to fight back. Fellow for playoff games since 19 or 1919, I believe which is ridiculous. Um, but their offense didn't show up. They had four errors. They walked a bunch of people. Uh, that, that was pathetic. And now they're, they're in real trouble. That, that would be the biggest surprise. The thing that didn't surprise me was Philly looks really good, guys. They, the second half of the year, they really came on, and they're, they're going to be awful tough to beat. Yeah. Well, hey, watch out, Braves. You know, hey, how many times have you seen the President's Trophy curse in in hockey? Look, the Braves just out homered everybody all year, and and I mean that's an historic type of hitting team. But you just don't know in the playoffs. And the Phillies upset them last year, and it could happen again. Uh, the Brewers. I was disappointed last night. The Brewers. They're a team that their pitching staff is loaded. Um, they beat you with small ball, and it just didn't go their way. I'm looking. I'm actually looking forward to watching that game tonight. And the Phillies are really fun to watch. They are white hot right now. They're gonna they're gonna win over the Marlins. And watch out, Atlanta. Yeah, um, Atlanta's yeah. in some trouble there. Atlanta's pitching has really they've they've had mm. some trouble with their starting pitching. He's right. Their offense by the numbers is probably the best in history. But if you can't get the pitching, I mean, the one team I think that can match up with them offensively is Philly. That could be a heck of a fireworks series. Yeah, and Philly's but... got a better pitching staff than them, so it'll be it'll be a really. And Philly's not Philly's the kind of team that is familiar with them. Atlanta's familiar, obviously, yep. but it'll be an exciting of all the of all the next round matchups. Now I've said Philly has to take care of business yeah, tonight, they, they, but if they do, which I think they should, that'll be the one most fun to watch. The Brewers really, you you nailed it. I mean, they needed, they had a huge advantage in starting pitching yesterday. They got the early lead. Yeah, I, I came home and watched it. I, I had a very busy day yesterday, but I I tape all these games. And I after they got that lead, I'm like, okay, I think they're going to win this. And then home run, home run, yeah. home run. It's like man, and they blew it. And and so now they're in serious trouble. Um, I don't know if they'll come back from this. Well, how much stock do you guys put in to experience in the playoffs? Like Houston, I mean, they're waiting on a winner here, and and they have tons of experience. And you got to think, like you know, even the Phillies, how they've played uh, coming into the or recently. So, what do you guys think about the experience factor? Mm, you know, it, it, having one or two guys who have been there probably makes some difference. Having a whole team that's really experienced. I, we've seen young teams surprise in the playoffs, and we've seen very experienced teams really bomb out. How many times did the Braves bomb out in the playoffs? The old Braves. Yeah. You know, they they won the division, what, 16, 17 years in a row and had one World Series for that. Look so, at Kershaw, his postseason yeah, struggles. It, it's I mean, all, that's... It's, I, you never know. Um and by the way, nobody's talking about the Dodgers. Yeah. They had a great season. They had a fantastic season, actually. And nobody's talking about them. That, I think this is the most under-the-radar 100-win yeah. team you've ever heard of. Well, it's it's funny. I, I remember saying this stat at the start of the season. We were complaining about the Pirates' payroll. and, and But this stat, I'll bring it up again. Since 1992, 27 of the 30 World Series winners have been in the top 10 of payroll. Now, I realize that's not shocking. But when you say it out loud, so if you look at the teams that are in the playoffs, I mean, you have the Astros. Now, the, um, you obviously have the Braves. You have the, the Dodgers. But the team that really stands out, and I, I'm pulling for them, are the Orioles. The yeah. Orioles... That is good. I am. I'm hoping that they can somehow crack the code and figure out how to beat you know one of these powerhouses in in the AL. Well, it'll be interesting to see. You know, you you bring up the payroll thing. 
Two things I want to say about that. The top three payrolls are all out this year. Yeah. They haven't even made the playoffs, which is pretty unusual. And number two, I think adding these wild cards and these extra teams kind of blunts the advantage of the payroll because now you're going to have 500 teams making it or just over 500. And in a three-game series, I'm telling you guys, you could put the A's in the playoffs and just, they would win a series every not every time, but know, yeah. I mean, they, they just swept somebody just a couple weeks ago. You never know in a short series. So if the Pirates would have somehow snuck in, even with their flawed roster, they would only be about a 55-45 underdog hmm. to, in a series. So, you know, that happens all the time. Yeah. Well, let's make our predictions. Who will be in the final um, in the World Series and who wins it? Well, I, I, I said Blue Jays before the season. You brought that up, you know, and, and here again, that's another team that had all the chances yesterday to win that game and didn't. Um, I, I can't stick with them after what I saw yesterday. I don't think they're even going to win this series. So I, I really do like what Philly's doing. Um, and, and I guess if I had to pick another team, I, I would say Philly – and probably the Orioles. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I want. I want to make it fun. I'm picking Philly, but I. I think because the Astros are just the villains in MLB. Uh, I think they'll be there again, and I'd like to see them get their hearts broken. So I, I'm predicting Philly to win it all. Yeah, I'm going chalk here. I'm going to go with Atlanta because I picked them at the beginning of the season. And Dave, I should have talked to you prior to this because I haven't been following it. And I'll take them playing against Houston here, but I got Atlanta winning it all. I'm going to stick with them. Well, that's going to be – that could easily happen. There's no question. Um, but the one thing I have to – this Astros team, I have to – I know we're almost out of time. I have to bring up the fact that they, they, they went to the last weekend, and they could have they were in position. They could have missed the playoffs entirely. And because of the way it all played out, they ended up getting the bye in the number two seed. That, that AL West race was crazy. Seattle probably should have been in the playoffs. Um, it's just the way it worked out. And that's a good, that's a pretty good team, probably the sixth or seventh best team in baseball that didn't make it. And you've got a team like the Marlins who were no better than 16th or 17th who got in. Um, it, it makes for interesting uh, playoffs. Well, we, we actually have – we're going to go to the top of the hour here because I messed up. We don't have our headphones on tonight because we get, get this delay in the studio. Well, there was a commercial running while you were talking earlier, Dave, so we cut out the last break here. So we're just going to go straight to 7 o'clock. You'll hear it on the podcast tomorrow. My apologies. But uh, we're going to get lost here in just a minute. Was there anything that we missed in the show that you want to come back to? we got about a minute till it's time to get lost. I know you brought up Pitt. Was that what got cut out? No, no. You were talking about the MLB playoffs there in in this Well, uh, I guess we can talk a little bit about Pitt. I mean, you know, Virginia Tech is... (laughs) Terrible. Bad football team. And Pitt went down there and just embarrassed themselves. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I, you wonder what's going to happen with, with that. Um, I, I, what, let's have this debate. You know, we did this in April. Is April or October the best? Mm. Um, it's April for me. It, I love the time of year. It, the, the time of year is better in April. There's no yeah. question. But, you know, every time, you know, I say April Sports and then wise. October comes around. I'm like, man, I love baseball yeah. playoffs Yeah, so for me, it all, depends. it all depends on what our teams are doing. If the Penguins are obviously in the Stanley Cup playoffs, oh, yeah. then April. Obviously, the Buccos are starting out. There's there's hope and, and yep. all the good things about the start of the season. Uh, you know, it seems like a lifetime ago, but when the Buccos were in the playoffs, that was as excited about sports as I've been in a very long time because it was such a long wait. Uh, the the Pirates aren't that far away either. They really aren't. Um, we they had a massive improvement, and we talked about that. They're going to improve again next year. But yeah, this time of year, though, if the Pirates are playing 
I, I think I would put the Pirates over anything yeah. because it happens so infrequently. And if the Marlins can get in, maybe the Pirates can well, do I'm it next you, year. Chip in a chair. If you can get into these playoffs, anything can happen. Yep. All right. Well, let's get lost, D. Uh, hashtag get lost. Uh, my brother, D, uh, Darren said the hashtag get lost to, to Dave's point to the Rays fans. That is so ridiculous that you have a playoff team and you are so spoiled. I would give anything for a 99 win Pittsburgh Pirates team again, making the playoffs. I would do anything to get back to that. And those people did not show up. Yeah, they what, don't 19, deserve a thousand. Yeah. It was terrible. And they lit, they play in that awful now i know they're building the new arena down there but it is so bad what just happened well i'm gonna we'll say hashtag right hopefully now. get I'm lost to angel hernandez and look i'm the um, i'm the umpire here i'm the umpire um, defenders that guy is bad uh he he when i don't know if you saw when harper got yeah, ejected the other night helmet. and and you know what it was a terrible call now i think if that game mattered to philly he wouldn't have put on a show like that but he did okay that Hernandez, he's missed so many calls this year, and he misses it every year, and I'm tired of the excuses. Get lost. I'm just going to say get lost to the uh, poor sportsmanship at the Ryder Cup. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the fight with the caddy and Rory McIlroy. And how about get lost to Chase Claypool? (laughs) Talk about wasted natural talent right there, guys. Uh, It's just a shame what's happened with him. So uh, we're going to get lost. Sorry about the technical issues here, but if you missed our show, you can always download the podcast the next day, and we appreciate you listening. For Dave and Dee, I'm Bob. We'll catch you next week.